Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match. Not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com. All right, I think we are live here. I see, let me see, let me put you on the screen. Share audio, share, boom. Oh, let me take this off the screen. Got a bunch of people popping up already, huh? That's right, they're getting reminders. All right, asking questions. <laughs> they said they want some of that real estate talk. Hey, good, come to the right place. Uh, let's see here. How do I change this? There we go. Yep. So let's see here. So there's some. So yeah, I uh, I got us on live here on Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, the Woke Real Estate Investing Group. We're live with Rich Rose. What up, Rich? What's going on, Chris? What's going on, man? <laughs> Another. We gotta got get this done by uh, like six fifty eight. <laughs> oh, here he go. Must be time to eat. Oh, no, it's time to watch game six. <laughs> oh, the final game. What if they got to go to game seven? Well, then then I'm nervous. No, I won't be nervous. I'm okay. We got good That's all right. Hopefully, we don't have to worry about that. Just get it done. Do, you know, take it. What do they say? Take care of business. I know that's right. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all see me? Put in the comments on there. It seems like we got like nine. Ten people watching right now. 
All can right. you hear me? Can you see me? I want to make sure. That, oh, no, you can't see me because I don't put it on the screen. Hold on. Oh, really? How do I do that? Oh, I guess that's the split screen thing. Or did I put the wrong camera up? Hold on. Did I do something wrong? Maybe it's me. Maybe I got the wrong camera up. Let's see. Zoom meeting. No. Zoom. Oh, I guess I have to wait till some other people pop in or something. Gotcha. So cool. So so you, you work. Go ahead, buddy. I, I was going to say I got something for you right away. Oh, you do? What you got? So I, I think I remember you talking about your very first deal. Very first deal. Was that in uh, Walnut Park or something like that? Walnut Park, Walnut Park West. That's right. Oh, I, got a, I got a deal. I went to go look at a house on Laura. 6100 block of Laura. Right there. Walnut Park. It's like literally across the street from like uh, Northwest School, High School or whatever. And not across the street, across the street, like a block away. How much they want for it? They, they, they want 15. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's not going to know. Let me crunch my numbers. I think I might get to 1,500. <laughs> uh, you can get it for about, if you can do about half of that. I mean, does it need work or something or what? It, I mean, it's, it's in decent shape. Yeah, it needs, it needs some work. It, it does. They've been living in it, you know, for years and years and years. So it's got that. But they, I mean, it does things. They've done some things to it, and, but it's it's just it's got to live in, need some updates, you know, kind of thing going on. Oh, one of them kind of houses. That's right. Hey, I brought in I brought in the family reinforcements on this. Dang, he brought out the heavy hitters. Yeah, we have Robert down there. I'm I'm calling Robert. He's connecting audio. He's actually a, he uh he's my he's my pest control guy. Oh, I okay. Said, you know, I said you got to get on here and tell people about what you do. Going on, you should I call you Robert or the other name? Bob. You're on mute. You're on. You're on mute. There should be on. Are you on the computer or screen? There. Oh, what's going on, Kayla? So it's getting serious. Real reinforcements. Push to unmute. Right. <laughs> Help me unmute this. <laughs> and if anybody else is listening, if you want to join in, just go to wokerealestate.com. I'll put the link right there, and you can uh, sign up from right there. Make it easy. Awesome. What's up, uh, Robert Groves? How are you? Oh, just fine. How about yourself? All is well. So you handling the pest for everybody, huh? <laughs> I hear that's big business. Yeah. That can be pretty profitable. Because people are so afraid of every little creepy crawly. They're like, ah, call somebody. <laughs> call me. <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Uh, well, I started my own business about three years ago, but I've been doing it for about 15 years. Wow, that's good. At least you realize. Let me step on over and do it myself. I'm doing it for this other fella. I can do it myself. Yep, yep. Is there uh, any uh, type of pest you would consider yourself to be afraid of, or you're fearless? Um, I don't really like spiders, but if I, if I got my can in my hand, I'm fine. Spiders in every house, though. There ain't no house without a spider in it. I don't. <laughs> Hope you don't see it. Hope you don't run across it. Let's say I don't think I ever been to a house without at least one spider somewhere. Yeah, but you need them. They gotta eat the other stuff, right? Right, right. Right. I mean, that was uh, I had I had him over doing a house. I mind them getting ready to rehab back to rental, and uh, we're you know for roaches and whatever, and looking around, and sure enough, there was a roach caught a spider web. <laughs> Good job. Good job, spider. Spider Man got him. Right. I was like, well, maybe I don't need you. It looks like these spiders are going to do the job for me. <laughs> wrap them up and eat them for lunch. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's right. Oh, yeah, a little kitty cat back there, uh, uh, Garfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> you like, what? How you see my background? I ain't got no background. We see everything on cameras. <laughs> we see yeah, that. That's, that's, that's the, he's uh he gets into everything. I know that's right. Where he wants it. I had my vision post set up on the shelf up high, and it's sitting up there for six months. And I heard something back there in the washroom back there. He didn't have the, the spare paper tore off of it. <laughs> wow, that's how they do you. Those are the cats away. So you're yeah. in the St. Louis area too, Robert. I, I, I'm uh, in Southeast Missouri. <laughs> oh, okay. Cape Girardeau. Yep. Yes. See? About, uh, 40 minutes from Cape. See, you ain't know I know about down there. See? Uh-huh. <laughs> I know some people down there. Cape Girardeau, Kennett, all down in that little corridor. Southern Mo. So you work, you work, you work on properties up here in the Illinois, Missouri area, up, up in the St. Louis area, don't you? Yes. Oh, wow. So they call you and they say, would you come on out or how do you get people here in St. Louis from out there? Just marketing? Well, uh, you know, got family that live up there, uh, you know, friends, and, and they, you know, refer me to people around. It's easier to get a referral than anything else. A lot of people don't know that about business and any business. If somebody else can refer you, it's a whole lot easier conversation, ain't it? Oh, yeah. You ain't got to sell them on it like, oh, I can save the day with a cape on. You ain't got to do all that. Absolutely right. Absolutely. How do uh, how do people get a hold of you? Me? Yep. Um, phone. Uh, I've got a um, um, email. But mostly What's your phone number? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you let you tell us your phone number. Uh, this, is, this is being recorded, and it's also it's put, being put on several different spots. Chris has got this going streaming live on his uh, on his YouTube channel and, and a lot of other social media places. I posted out on my Udi's House Fires Club page. But um, people, if they ever come, you might get some phone calls. That's what he's trying yeah. to tell you. They finna call you and say, "Hey, man, I got roaches up to my eyeball. What can you do to get rid of these big old flying roaches?" <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's uh, five seven three two. Three eight nine one six six. You got a cheat sheet up here or something? <laughs> okay, sitting right across from me. Right, right. Looks yeah. like we got Laura Lennington joining us. Well, that's good. Double L, the licensed mm -hmm. double L, triple L. That's right, she's triple L now, man. Oh, What's guys. going on? Hey guys, how are you? Not bad, Laura. How are you? Good, just driving home. Nice. Do you have some? Do you have some business to take care of today? Yeah, yeah, it went well. Everything's nice. going good. Having one of those days in the flow today. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I brought in some more uh, some more heavy hitters. I know you got in late, but uh, we've got Robert on here. Um, my cousin, he's a he's a pest control guy. So if you need some pests taken care of, I know he can he can help you out. Awesome. I don't mean, I don't mean people bothering you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say I can send you on some. I do people. have a we have a mouse. We oh, get the mice where I live. You know, not like a bunch of them, but you know, we live out kind of rural. So every winter you're gonna have a mouse or two. And so I saw it finally saw the first one on the main level, not even in the basement anymore. Ooh. This little sucker is running around. They're so cute. As long as there's only like one or two. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that um duplex we got under contract up in North City. 
on the second floor, there was a mouse. I'm like, how you get up here? <laughs> I opened the door, went hey, in, and I saw. Over the place. <laughs> I, yeah, I was wondering. I mean, it was uh, we did a we did a mouse a mouse race event uh, one time a while back for uh, for the group I was involved with. We did one of those mouse races, and we didn't. It was the first time we ever did one, so we didn't know you're supposed to like kind of ahead of time set up a place for the mice to go afterwards. You know, either somebody <laughs> takes some or. You know, somebody said, we should let me know. I have a, I have a, I have a snake. You could give him to me or I'd have bought him from you or whatever. But uh, we didn't know. So we we just we held on to him thinking we we're, well, we're going to do with these mice. We put him in like a big Home Depot, like five-gallon, uh, you know, bucket. And they all died overnight. We put like a, a not a lid lid, like they didn't suffocate. We put like cloth over it. And it so there was some kind of like a condensation or something. I don't know. They all got wet and they died. It was weird. Water kills them. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Maybe it was a combination, combination of temperature. Like, wow. I don't know. You ever hear? You ever hear of that, Robert? No, no. Tell me. There's one. I mean, one. I have a. We made a humane mouse trap at our house, out of a like a five-gallon Home Depot bucket. Yeah, and so. It's a way that the mice go into the future. I won't explain it all here. We're here to talk real estate. But if anybody wants to catch mice without killing them like us, you can make these things. You can search them online. And you put peanut butter on a soda bottle. And they fall in. And then you take them out. And I was just taking them like way out in the backyard. Way, way, way out. No, no, no. They'll be back in 15 minutes. The same one. I had to start taking it in the car and driving it down like a couple miles out <laughs> to make sure they wouldn't come back. But... To easily catch them without hurting them or killing them. You're the one dropping them off of my rentals. I see. I see how you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's no. Yeah, you never know. That was the first mouse I've seen that was alive in a house. Oh, really? Out of all the houses. I mean, you know, they're probably in there, but I just saw this one like that was a mouse on a second floor. It, it was actually in the house while you were looking at the house. Yeah, I went in, we went up, I looked. And it just, I said, oh, hell no. He just like hobbled into a pile of rubble. And I never went in that room, by the way. That was the kitchen, but a pile of stuff. So I'm, I'm guessing he was like tunneled through it and had a little gangway in a passage or something. I don't know. So Robert's not so fond of the spiders. And for you, Chris, it's mice. Oh, I don't mess with none of them. I call Robert. <laughs> hey, I ain't messing with none of the creepy crawlies, the flying ones, none of them. Absolutely. Yeah, pest control is big money though, because you know it's always something going on with these properties. Always. So, do you only do residential or commercial and stuff too, or, or what do you usually aim for, Robert? Yeah, I do residential, commercial. Uh, yeah, just about anything. The only thing I don't do is termites. I knew it was one you stayed away from. You don't like them termites, huh? Well, uh, insurance is so high. Uh, you know, it's, it's, Makes it not profitable. You don't have like uh, uh, you know, uh, the maker of like uh, termite uh, pest or you know, insecticide. Uh -huh. You don't have them to back you. You're, you're liable for the full amount. So that's an additional insurance rider or something just for termites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got oh, wow. going to. Get my uh, my insurance for my business. I mean, they give you a long piece of paper. I guess just for pest control because it's got you know fogging on there. And I mean, 
basically check what you want. Once I found out the price for termites, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't think I want that. Wow. It's prohibitive. You're not even in Illinois. <laughs> you're not even in Illinois. Do you have to be licensed like that for certain areas, or is it just kind of open? As far as insurance? No, as far as uh, doing pest control. Yeah, you have to have uh, um, you have to have your commercial license to uh, be able to make money, basically. Um, and yeah, you got to have it in Illinois. Where wherever you're at, you have to have a license for in that state. Oh. Mm. You're uh, heavily so, regulated, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so I know you've seen some crazy stuff uh, going into some of these houses, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they called you for roaches, but they got rats, roaches, gnats, and termites. Like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hey, Rich, um, I don't know if you guys already do it this way, but he's an amazing uh, lead source for you, I bet. That's so true. That's so true. I haven't tapped into him too much about that. I mean, just think yeah, about no, all right. the people he's he's walking into distressed properties, people who are probably stressed out. I mean, you know, I mean, I know it's not every case and a lot of it's preventive stuff that he does, I'm sure, but just imagine, you know, he could even if he just passed you addresses alone for you to call him on. That would be an excellent lead source. That's true. A couple of years ago, about five years ago, I sent you uh, a house that was, uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go down that far. <laughs> yeah, it was it was way down there. That's true. You did. Yep. You did. <laughs> yeah, he, he does occasionally send me something over, but you're right. You're right. Yeah, you come across you come across anything where the people are just like, oh, God, we just want to get out of this house. <laughs> or just a vacant house that's got a pest control problem. If it's vacant. That helps. That's one step closer to saying I may not want it. Right. Maybe. What's your pain point? Best? <laughs> I don't want that house, man. That house right here, problem, man. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. Hey, real quick, get back. Uh, so the, the, that lead, real quick, uh, Chris. I was telling you about on Laura, sixty-one hundred block of Laura, there in uh, Walnut. Uh, Walnut. Walnut Park West. Yes, Walnut Park. Walnut Park West. You know, I, I but I'd ask them, you know, so why are, why are you wanting to get out? And their answer was probably atypical. Just want to get out of the area, you know, so just want to get out. So Wow. So what's been happening in the area? I mean, what's been going on over here? See, I dig a little deeper. I want them to express that pain. Like, okay. why are you really? I know why, but I want you to give me a, a real, well, they were shooting it every night, the last night for the every night. I want to know for sure why you really want to leave. It don't seem like a bad area. Why would you want to leave from over here? Even though right. you know. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and that was it. That was it too. I mean, I got over there and I was actually talking to a buddy of mine on, on the phone as I'm driving around. I'm like, you know, I don't very much over here. A little bit every once in a while, but not, not much, I'll be honest. I'm driving around. I'm like, man, this, I was expecting I was at first when I when I heard the air the address and the zip code, and I thought it was North County. 
all these houses seem pretty decently kept. It's not bad. And, and so I did a loop. It was all one way, you know, so I did a loop around and then next street uh, starts with L also. Um, Lalit or something like that. Mm -hmm. Man, that looked like that looked like the junkiest street anywhere that you already immediately think of, you know. Somebody is still by it, though. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Absolutely. I got yeah. a couple folks who said they'd be interested in it if we got it at the right price. Yeah, you got to be lower than that. I just made an offer today on a Walnut Park house and I offered 2500 Seriously. Straight faced. Lower oh, fearless. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I gotta get them. I gotta talk them down off the ledge. They want fifteen thousand for it, and you know it's been it's just been lived in forever. And I I knew going in it wasn't gonna be fifteen thousand, and and I you know wanted to get there, get that conversation flowing, plant those seeds in their head that it's not gonna be fifteen thousand. You know, you go and hey, look, you know, we're I I can tell you now, I'm probably not gonna be near fifteen thousand, and I'm not near it, but I'm gonna make sure my numbers are right and then give you a decent offer, but. It's, probably not going to be anywhere close to that you know so trying to let let those seeds grow a little bit before i get yeah. a rational number my guy wanted 15 grand for his too really 25 yeah that's, All right. yeah and just uh, i just um now i also know he was motivated right so but i uh i'll give you the comp I, that i painted the picture yeah. I, I'll, I don't know if the comp, hopefully it's in a quarter mile of what you're looking at, but sure. I found a comp of a nicer house that sold for 15K. I showed him how long it was on the market. It was three and a half months. Yeah. Showed him what it was, how that house was, I didn't say it this way, but how it was better than his. Right. <laughs> and then I pointed out that the neighbors to that house aren't boarded up and one of his neighbors is boarded up. And I just took my time to paint the picture and then I just apologetically offered 2,500. And he didn't like it, but he also let me take the contract to him today so he could read it over. So it happens all the know. time. They don't like it initially, but sign right here. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm going to give you a copy of our contract just so that you can read it while you think this over. That way you can ask me any questions that you have while you decide if this price can work. Sure. And uh, he couldn't take emails, so I put it in his mailbox. <laughs> you know, going above and beyond. Problemsolvers.com. <laughs> you that's right chris jackson on facebook say that street you was talking about around the corner looked like baghdad <laughs> yes yes it does he's so right he's right man i mean i felt bad i mean i was i was driving the street going man all right this is actually a really nice street i take that turn i'm like what is this <laughs> yeah you're right it did what was hey laura do you have that comp or did you want to you want to email it or text it to me yeah, I have it written down, but it's in my office. I'm walking okay. around with my dog no, now. I'll, I'll text it to you, though. ASAP. That sounds good. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, that was the one thing. That was one thing I noticed too. Was when I was looking at comps and stuff. I was like, I think I, I think I know which one you're talking about. It was 15 grand sold, and it was completely rehabbed. So the the house you're looking at does that need any work or something, uh, Rich? I mean, a little, not a ton. I mean, not not a ton. It need. I mean, it needs new windows. You know, it, it needs. I mean, there's the for rental rehab and and whatever. I mean, it could. It, the nice thing, it's got hardwood underneath everything. So you could yank up all the old car because there's old carpets. So you're just gonna yank up the old carpets. You know, you could you could refinish those hardwoods or maybe they're in decent shape, you know, as they are. Because they're all under Because you know what, Mr. Seller, we just did a house not too far from here and we paid like five thousand for that one. I mean, would you consider that? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. throwing them soft yeah. offers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Bring yeah, them down right. to earth because uh that, that you know, I mean I'm sure you can right. move it if you got it for uh, you know that much. Yeah, sure, sure. 
Yeah, no, no that 13. Yeah, where I was at with my numbers, um, 2,500 is what I want to buy it at, mm -hmm. but I would end up letting them sign for as high as five. Yeah. Um, just painting, you know, just uh, planting seeds of doubt, just in case I can't get it done. But I would right. go as high as five, but I just knew I couldn't start at five. Sure. So you anchor low, huh? Look at you, Laura. I anchored really low on this one. Yeah. I also knew the motivation was there because uh, we're going to come to a number one way or the other. So I just wanted to make sure I started out low. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to pick on Laura for a second. Were you yeah. looking at houses in Anchorage, Alaska or something? Or were you just... I'm Did just, I say you know, Anchorage? You're, no, you're bundled up. Oh. I'm, teasing, I'm just teasing you. She's yeah, got a winter coat on. The minute I get <laughs> Julie. I do not miss around. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can hibernate all winter if I let myself. So I have on almost always two pairs of pants. <laughs> I have on my winter coat as soon as the breeze blows. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're pretty late, miss. It's not as light as it always has been. It's, it's getting dark earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually, you know, I actually talked to a couple people this week already saying they're selling a house to move out of the cold weather. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Yes. Okay. Why are you selling? I'm moving to Las Vegas. It's warmer out there. I don't want to be in this cold. I'm like, wow, that's the reason why people want to sell the cold weather. Right. <laughs> that's another pain point, man. <laughs> and I never even thought about it. It happened twice. I was like, is this the same person? But it was a man and a woman, so I knew it was two different people. Especially if you even talk to if you, if you talk to people that maybe they're here right and and they moved away to some someplace warmer for even a while I mean a, a couple of years even and then they come back here maybe maybe take care of mom or dad or something and then now now they need to sell the house because they gotta get out the warm weather because it's cold I can see that man they even asked me uh, when I matter of fact when I was in Vegas the taxi driver or uber or whatever he was he was like yeah i used to live in minnesota i don't know how anybody stays in those cold climates <laughs> no doubt man that is crazy it's a, i say you're right i ain't gonna argue that because i'm probably gonna have to escape this cold place too eventually you know the really cool thing though, i know it's a little off topic but a little little cool thing about like minneapolis the city is that all their buildings downtown are connected with like a sky bridge so you don't have to get out in the cold weather to walk among the the, the, the buildings downtown. Really? Like yeah, like their main business district downtown all have a you know a sky bridge across each one. I mean, you may go from building A to building B and have to walk through building B to get to building C, you know, the sky bridge building C. But it's actually that's pretty. I, mean, I think that's pretty smart. If you're going to be out there in that cold, man, you might as well. Have a you say that was in Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. That had to be nice. This was like that. I, I actually was for business one time it was in february like oh jesus sucks but then that wasn't so bad <laughs> uh, ain't nothing wrong with that so it's like no. you don't even have to go out on that cold not at all not at all hey so it kind of funny i, I got a couple really funny stories this week out there with questions and stuff oh wait here we go i got one on facebook got one got one got one so we got a, a guy out here on our facebook uh Page, do you guys deal with sellers who overvalue their own houses frequently? That's John ha uh, Hassan. John Hassan. That's ninety-nine percent of the marketplace. Absolutely, man. I mean, one of the credit. I mean, I don't know about you guys. Do you do you have a question as you're going through your list? One of the questions is obviously, what do you want for your house, right? Or what are you trying to get for your house? And when they give you a number, my immediate follow-up is, how did you come to that number? Right. 
because some of them are going to be like, uh, it just sounds good. <laughs> or they'll tell you that their neighbor two doors down sold it for that much. Yeah. They'll not tell you that that's after they fixed it up. <laughs> Most definitely. It's automatic follow-up question like that. And also another closing question on a closing call. I asked him, what do you think your house will appraise for? Just to oh. get an idea, if it's all fixed up, perfect condition, where do you think this house is worth? And in their mind, they're like, oh, well, I think it's worth this much. It's something to get some feedback from them because I need to know what they're thinking. What are they thinking about? What do they come right. up with this craziness? You yeah. know, like a guy I just spoke to today, House in Jennings, he wants 20K for it. And he, he, he said it's been vacant for 10 years. I said, 10 years? Dang, that's a long time. I actually streamed a live on my uh, Instagram uh, page, the actual phone conversation. And the guy was like, um, yeah, I, yeah, I want twenty thousand for it. And come to find out, he eventually told me that his brother is a trustee on the property and family, so they got to split the money. So that's why they're trying to get that. Because I'm like, yeah, we're closer to around ten. I just threw that soft offer out there. You know, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah, we'll probably be closer to around ten. Because I was like, you got any other offers on it? And they were like, yeah. yeah, we got offers at around twelve to fifteen, but we ain't really in no rush to sell it. So we don't really need to be talking to me. <laughs> That, I mean, that's the key, right? Chris just hit it on the head. I mean, to me, numbers are important as a, as a place to start, and it's definitely important when you're making your offer. But the main thing to key in on is motivation. Because lots of times these numbers are kind of pulled out of thin air. or they're I have so many people tell me that it's based off of an appraisal, and the appraisal's from 2009. Yeah. You know, or appraisal's from 2011. Or, in, you know. So or the, the county the assessment. <laughs> right. So the important thing is to not just bash their numbers. The important thing is to dig in on motivation and find out, because you can figure out numbers later, but you don't want to spend time getting to that point and building the rapport unless you know you're working with someone who's motivated. And so one of the questions that Chris Monroe asks, and thank you, Chris, I've learned this from you because I picked this one up. Um, well, what are you going to do if you don't sell? You know, what's the plan to do with the house if you don't sell? That's not necessarily about number. But it can plant the seed that, hey, I don't think your number's going to work. That's a very subtle planting of that seed. And then even more importantly is asking them, what's your motivation? Like, like, is this your only hope? You know, I mean, like, because if, if they just act like it's no big deal if it doesn't sell. Or, you know, they've got, they're gonna, they, some people have plan B, C, and D. And those people aren't going to be highly motivated until they work through those plans. Then you just know if it's worth your time to really dig in uh, with numbers and try to get to where they need to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, we just just had. I mean, you got to ask that, and if nothing else, it, it at least lets them creep that doubt in their mind that oh wow, yeah, what this house may not sell. What am I going to do? Exactly. Yeah, I've got to. I got to take your offer. You know, this do you have what other offers have you received for so far? I asked them that. I ain't. I'm not afraid to ask them what kind of numbers you're getting. See, I, I'm almost fearless when it comes to the questions because that's going to tell me everything. How we're right. going to close them how we're going to solve their problem, how we're going to make money, all of that just by positioning yourself right and allowing them to tell you how to close them. Yeah. Uh, John had a follow-up question said, so to deal with that, you just have to find comparables and show justifications for of your counter? No. Well, well, Laura just said is really focus on the motivation. Yeah. What problem are you solving for them? Are you solving a problem for them? Or are you trying to solve your own problem, put some money in your pocket? Right. You got to identify all of their pain and position yourself from there first. The numbers are what the numbers are. We can't really change the numbers too much, but their situation is always going to be different. Was that what you were saying pretty much, Laura? 
Yeah, and, and so like in case John is thinking about my example of the offer I made today where I talked about painting the picture with comps, so I'll just make clear that I did, I used comps today to explain where I was coming at with my number and my offer. But let me be very clear that before I even went to look at the house, I determined motivation. So I, you don't want to be necessarily, some people do, I don't. I don't want to use comps on my first phone call because I'm not trying to overwhelm them with jargon or anything else. I want, I want to find out what their motivation is and I want them to get to know me and become comfortable with me because I'm going to be following up, I'm going to be in their home, I'm going to be doing whatever. So as long as that motivation is there and I decide to go to the house, now it's time to make my offer. And when I know that this offer will be coming in significantly lower than what they're asking or um, you know, something surprised me at the visit, so I don't think they're prepared. In, in any case, you just want to paint the picture for the seller how you got to your number. If, because just like we talk about, sometimes they pull numbers out of thin air. You don't want them to feel like you as a professional coming to help them. You don't want them to feel like you pulled the number out of thin air. So I use comps to paint the picture. I usually like to very gently, very nicely compare their property to the comp property or the property I'm using for ARV. And I don't call it ARV. I just say, this is what this really nice house sold for. You know, I probably fixed the house up sort of like this one that I found, and let me tell you what they did over there. And I paint the picture because they know their house isn't quite there. And I kind of use all that to build up to, okay, so with all of that being said, knowing that that's the number I hope to, to sell the house for after it's fixed up, and then I have to account for, I always make sure I say profit. I'm in business. I, you know, I have to account for all my profit. I have to account for all my repair costs. And that brings me to my offer for you, which is I say it and then I shut up. I don't mm. say anything else until they somehow react. Right. Key. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that, that's key. You're right. Before, I mean, before you even get into, I mean, price is a secondary thing. It really is. I mean, you are a, you, your first role is to build a relationship. I mean, really it is. You build a relationship with a person. I'm not talking about so, so that you can ask about on a date, right? I mean, but you're building that relationship. You're building that rapport. That lowers the guard, right? It lowers the walls. It gets people to, to get used to doing this instead of this. And they're not crossing around being standoffish as much. You build that up. Because if you don't build that, let's get to price, right? Eventually, because... I mean, think about it. I mean, how many people, even when you're talking to a seller on the phone, isn't one of the first few questions you ask, so how much you want for the house? I mean, that's not what you have, right? You're asking other questions, talking about the house, tell me about the house, you know, does it have a garage, you know, whatever. You're asking about the house, and then eventually you get to, so what are you asking for the price, or what do you want to sell it for? You know, that kind of thing, right? It's the same thing if you're there, you're not immediately just going to show up to the house and look at it and say, okay, let's talk about that price, right? You're still, you're building that rapport, you're building that relationship. And then you can talk about price because if you don't, if you fail at building a good enough relationship, when you do get to the price part, nothing you say is going to matter. They're not going to believe you. You could show them black and white all the comps you want any day of the week. They're not going to believe them. They're going to think you made it up because they don't trust you. That's that's true. Rapport has bought more houses than cash ever will. Yeah, absolutely. So most definitely you got to ask the right questions, position yourself right. And, you know, Really, I need to know motivation, why you're doing all this, condition of the property, and that timeline is another important thing. If we're able to work everything out, how soon would you like to close? 
I need to close tomorrow. I need to close next week. Well, the auction is this. It's, it comes out right there, their motivation. See, these are questions to probe to have them tell you their motivation without directly asking their motivation. Why you motivated? Why you want to sell? I don't ever say those words. I, I don't even use those words. I say, sounds like a pretty good house. What made you decide to want to sell it? It sounds more conversational. It's not like beating it. Why you selling, man? I wouldn't sell this. If I was you, why would you do all? You know, it's never putting myself out of position like that. Use the right words and uh, the world should open up. True. And it's just one more time. I pointed this out on other calls, but for me, one of the, the main things is that like lots of times our offers aren't accepted. I've made so much money on follow-up, but follow-up isn't going to get you anywhere if, if they don't feel like they're, they're not going to answer your call if they don't like you. They're not going to return your text if they don't like you. So my main goal every time I'm working with a new seller is just ha have them consider me a friend of some sort on some level. Because when I follow up with them, you know, if, if they're unrealistic on number, that's going to be pointed out to them by me, by other people, by time, by the market. It's it, Whether I'm the one to do it or not, as long as I'm following up, it's all about timing. I want them to make sure that they're listening to me as I follow up. I want them to be thinking of me as their circumstances change. And I want them to want to do business with me when things line up in the future. So even if it doesn't get you your initial offer done, it really, really puts you in a wonderful position for, to get the deal done in the future. And I've made a ton of money that way. Most you know, definitely. I was just, I, I, I try to go back to some old, like when I first started, I got a, I got a special folder and it has a lot of old deals or you know, leads, rather I should say, uh, old leads. So I look and actually try to learn from something. Like I go through them and I try to scour and look, was there something I could learn from it? And I, I go back to these and I see, you know, what was their asking price? You know, the mm. asking price was, was 30000 and I'm And down at the very bottom, I have a little spot where, you know, before I even go, what do I think? What do I think based on what they told me repairs are needed? You know, and you fit in the formula. What do I think my offer range is going to be? And I'll put the offer range. And I've noticed that if they were asking, say, 30, but my offer range was going to be in like 10, 15, I didn't even make the offer back in the day when I first started. Really? Like, you thought that it yeah. was too far apart? Right. I'm like, man, that's wow, that's way off. Or maybe, you know, they're asking for 100 and I'm at like 50. Oh, there's no way they won't even accept it. And then what I've done is, as I as I follow up and I plug, I'll always plug those addresses into like Zillow or something just to see if they ever sold. Because then they didn't. Even two years later, three years later, four years later, I'll call them and I'll follow up. Did you ever sell your house or whatever? So I plug it into Zillow, and I'm not kidding you. How many times I can I've lost track of how many times I plugged it in, and they wanted fifty, but it sold for fifteen or sold for thirty, and I was too afraid to put in that offer. But yet it sold for less than what I was going to offer. Exactly. That happened. That's happened to me, too, in the past. I mean, and that's why, you know, that's why I say that question is so important. Even my offer is a question. Looks like it, everything looks good here. And seeing that we'll pay the closing costs, we'll take the house as is, get this wrapped up in a timely manner. I mean, it looks like we'll be around 15000 Is that something you would consider? No, nah, I ain't doing no, no, no. Or sometimes they say, oh, that's kind of low complaint and take the offer. <laughs> Yep. So even the offer is a question because see if you say my offer is 15, you're stuck at 15 or whatever that number is. Uh, that's why I always put it as a question to keep that door open. I mean, looking at all uh, the work it needs, yada, 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 whatever comes, whatever qualification we give for why we came up with that number. Looks like we'll be close to around, I don't know, 30,000. I mean, is that something you would consider? 
Well, we might consider it. Or hell no, we ain't doing that. Or, well, let me check with my wife or whatever, you know, but it's a question. It leaves the door open versus I'm locked into this number. Don't ask me nothing. No more negotiating because it's probably not my highest offer, my first offer, like you were just saying a second ago, right, Laura? Yeah, yeah. And hey, one of the things I had to, like Rich was talking about passing states, I used to always, I used to always feel like I wanted my offer to be accepted so bad and I would make a range, like Rich was talking about, I'd figure out a range. And I just could not, I, this anchoring low concept, I just wouldn't do it. I'd be like, I don't need to make that much of a spread, I just want the deal, I'm going to walk right in, you know, and I mean, it's just, but now I'm just like, why was I doing that? I know why I was doing it back then. I was in a different mindset and I was less experienced, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so interesting. But um, they, you know, it's just like, even if someone has an adverse reaction to your offer, just whatever you do, don't take it personal because they're just, all they're doing is they're working within themselves. They're, they have their own demons. They have their own things that they're going through, just like we all do. Right. Um, lots of times people have emotional attachments to property or they realize that they messed up by buying a property or they realize they didn't take it. It doesn't matter. Let Remember they're wrestling with themselves. Don't judge them. And just sit there silently and ready for to be able to help them. Because, yeah, you're making a low offer, but you're also dealing with a distressed property. You don't need to feel guilty about making a low offer. That's something I struggled with. You don't have to do that as a wholesaler. You are helping them if it works. You'll know it works when they accept it, oh. right? If they can't accept it, they won't. And you still shouldn't take that personal, and you should still follow up or maybe make a little bit higher offer if you can. But just do the dance. Have your best intentions to help the person, but don't burn yourself in the process. And you're going to make money, and you're going to help people, and you're going to love wholesaling. That's Once I got that picture in my mind of what wholesaling was as opposed to taking advantage or – not making as much as so, you know, once I figured out that that was the key, then uh -huh. I mean, everything just took off. Yep. We had, I had a, uh, I had a, a, a guy, a, a newbie, uh, if you will, that I've been, you know, working with a little bit who reached out to me this week on, Rich, there's a hot deal. I got this hot deal. And through his job, he gets to drive through different areas, like especially like Franklin County. Even. And I don't really deal out there, but I'm like, you know what? We can tackle it. That's fine. We'll, we'll tackle it. We'll get, we can get something done if it's a deal. And uh, he called, oh, it's a sweet deal. Here it is. It's a three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, blah, blah, blah. Here's the address. I pull it up, and it's for sale by owner. You know, they're driving driving through the area. They see a for sale by owner sign. And I told them, if you if a for sale by owner sign, call them. You never know. You don't know what the story is. You don't know. They may need to really sell it. They may be distressed, and they just don't know any other way to sell it. They just don't They just don't want to hire a realtor. Um, so I say, call it. That's fine. So he calls in. He's talking to him, and it's for sale by owner. $260,000. I'm like, okay, well, we're talking to the guys that, and my, my, my partner, I was like, you know, if you were just doing the standard 70% model, if this thing didn't need any repairs at all, it needs to be like worth 345, 350 almost, you know, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the number is off the top of my head. So he's like, yeah, yeah. So we look into it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to pull it up and see. Sure enough, it's been fully rehabbed, so it is ready to sell. But the comps are like 160. <laughs> and he saw he's trying to sell for 260. What are you trying so, to do? Get rich? He's trying yeah, to get no, your I, first I name. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? That's fine. Call him and tell him, look, uh, our offer's gonna be about 110. And um the, and see if he's interested. I say he's not gonna be, but you know, at least put the offer in. So he called him back. He said he got hung up on. I was like, Yeah. I said, Don't worry, he's not mad at you. 
He's not mad at you for the offer. He's mad at himself because he knows he bought it too high and he knows he spent too much on his rehab. And he's not going to get his money back and he knows it. Oh, so this was a flipper, I guess, trying to sell it? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a flipper. I don't know who it is, but if it was a newbie doing an experience, you know, inexperienced first flip, I don't know. Oh. There's no way. Because, yeah, I saw he had bought it four years ago, so I don't know if it's a flipper or if it was somebody who was fixing it up as they lived in it kind of thing. And they bought it for like 140 three and a half years ago. Yeah, it ain't worth that kind of money. Not that quick. Oh. No. Not out in the middle of the sticks. It don't go up no. that quick out there. No. Yeah, they uh, people do that a lot of times. And um, also to add to what y'all were saying a little bit ago about you know working those numbers and stuff with the seller, I always remember I negotiate with the buyer too. I push a seller down and a buyer up a little bit to make that number make sense for everybody. Just because a buyer say they'll give this number don't mean they locked into a number neither. Don't ever forget to negotiate on the opposite side as well. Do you do stuff like that too, Laura and uh, Rich and Robert? I've had two two deals just in the last week that I, that I'm you know I called a buyer today on a property I'm, and uh, he's like, well, what do you want for it? I haven't started marketing yet. I'm, I'm actually. I don't know if I want to keep it for myself actually as a rehab. I'm thinking about keeping it as a rehab myself um, or keep it as a rental maybe or whatever. But I reached out to him and said, are you looking? Because I know he's interested in that area. So are you interested in this area? He said, yeah, let me go take a look at it. So I let him go look at it. And he called back, what do you want? I was like, well, I haven't started marketing yet, but I'm thinking this price, you know, 32, you know, whatever it was. So I think that's what he was like. So will you, will you take anything less than that? I said, for you, because I know you and you'll do it. I'll do 30, but that's it. And then... And he goes, well, how about, and I said, look, I've got another guy that would be interested at 35. So if you're 30, it is, or else you can't get it done. It's fine. I'll just keep it myself. But yeah, I've, I've done that. Another, another one's like, look, I mean, uh, Laura and I were working on a deal together fairly recently where we went back and forth a couple times with the, with the buyers. Like, would you, are you going to pay closing costs or not? Yeah. You need to pay closing costs. Well, I was going to offer this. Well, will you pay this and the closing cost? You know, so we were you know, negotiating back and forth with the buyer and got it done. But yeah. Sorry. Very. Yeah, you're right. I just the one I was just at uh, when I was coming home from this call, got a full price offer, showed it to two buyers at the same time. One of them, 10 minutes after we all left, offered full price. So I was happy. But I also remembered that I had a buyer who could not get in earlier today. No fault of his. We didn't have something correct with the locks. And so now I'm getting getting into like a highest and best, you know, so I'm kind of like, it's one of those situations I always try to tread carefully, right? Because like, I really want to um, do right by my buyers. I want to make it quick and easy for them. I want them to feel happy and confident, but also I don't want to give my money away. So exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, I feel like, so that's what we're doing. We're going to just keep, you know, no new, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not fishing for any new offers, but I'm letting this other gentleman go and look tomorrow. And I've already told the buyers who made the offer. I appreciate your offer. I'm, you know, very open to this. It's obviously full asking, but you know, I really think it's fair to let this other guy look who was there today and didn't get the chance. And then I told the other guy, I'm actually working on this one with Keith Winkler. So Keith actually told the other guy, um, Hey, just so you know, we've already got a full price offer. We need your highest and best. And we're going to let them counter. So we're trying to set it up to where we can draw the best numbers from the buyers, um, you know, try to stretch it a little bit. We thought we were priced slightly over, you know, what, what it would sell for. And we just underpriced it a little bit, apparently. 
And so we're going to see what we can get out of it. But I will always warn myself and others not to push too hard because these are investor buyers and you want them to come back to you time and time again. So don't do them wrong. Yeah. Um, and you're doing the right thing. You're not, you know, yeah. it's not like you did anything, you know, shady or, oh, I'm going to trick you or this right. and that. And I hate when people call on the house and they're like, well, would you take any less? And I'm like, why are you negotiating with me right off the rip? You ain't even looked at it. And we might sell it for full price while you're playing around. And I will sell it for full price or more if somebody come with more. I try to be fair, but you're playing around. You're going to find out who you're playing with. Yeah. <laughs> the AMD so hits. One of the things that I've uh, come to do is, um, and I mean, this is generally something I have to do with newer buyers. This isn't something with, you know, the people I've dealt with over the years. But um, that when I get offers before anybody sees it, I mean, the first thing I just, say is you know i just say honestly i can't take any offer seriously unless someone has looked at the house because i've been i mean how many times have i had my time wasted or whatever with these offers that people haven't even looked so i don't make a requirement because i know i work with some out-of-state buyers or people who have who literally are more hands-off but if it's someone that i don't already know is like that i just say i can't take your offer seriously unless you've not seen the property or have someone go out there on your behalf um, like, I really yeah. would warn wholesalers not to take too much time with those types of offers. Like Rich just said, until the deposit is dropped, the marketing don't stop. Mm -hmm. I, I'm all about who dropped that money first. You know, they can play. You can go see it if you want to, but I have had buyers buy property site and seen. Oh yeah, me too. That's why I do a lot of pictures and video walkthroughs. So people that are out of town, because we know people in St. Louis kind of cheap. We want to. I want to sell to that dude in California, Nevada, Colorado, wherever they're at. I'd rather sell them because they'll look at the pictures and video and they'll close on it. They don't even need to come yep. see it. Yep. Yeah, one of which actually reminds me, um, I've got a, a buyer from California who bought a house from me. He's actually in, in town managing the rehab. He's doing looking for more properties that need very little work that he can flip. Obviously, that's anybody and everybody, right? But let me know if you've got anything you know that needs very little work that he can flip. <laughs> Where though, St. Louis or? Uh, he's he's open to, to Illinois too. So, mm, okay, I got one form coming up here in the next twenty four hours. Just waiting on a contract to come back. It might have came while I was sitting here. Okay, yeah, let me know if you're ready to buy, nice and cheap too. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's been awesome. I'm gonna jump off right now. I've got a call coming up at seven, but glad I got to be with y'all for a little bit and. Um, Thank you so yep. much. I've got a call with Rick Buck and uh, and and John Smoltz here in a minute too. Um, yeah, Rich only got five minutes and he's getting off anyway. So I see. He's he's doing baseball this year. I, I took the year off of baseball, but yeah. Uh, I hope your people are in the World <laughs> Series. I don't even know what's going yes. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can win it tonight. They can win it tonight, Laura. They can win it all tonight. Wow, we're that far. I guess it is the end of October. So awesome. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you all soon. Thanks, Laura, for jumping on. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you, Robert. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, Robert, what do you think about all this so far? Anything you want to add to any of this convo we've been talking about so far? I've learned a lot in the past uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> See, we hit you with a lot of stuff quick, huh? Yeah. Now, now, did either one of you, did you come down this, this far? I'll do a deal in, in anywhere in Egypt, if you let me. I don't care. I'll do a deal wherever. If the numbers make sense and we can do the paperwork and the, the wire, the money can go over. Real estate can get in the way. Real estate deals with what? Paperwork. If that paperwork right and the check clear, I ain't got no fear. And you know, my my mindset has actually changed in the last last year. This last year, I've tried to not let geography get in the way either. I've tried to to make it more like Chris. Chris will do virtual. 
stuff all the time, man. I mean, Chris, where you, we, how far away have you been a house? You, you bought and sold a house, or Virginia, okay. uh, Portsmouth, Virginia, thirty-four thousand yeah. dollars spread. We can I can't even get a deal like that in St. Louis. Like, shoot, mm-hmm. I gotta go out of town. <laughs> I, I, I reached out to a, a guy in, that's in this series that I've been in recently um with real flow that um just met up with him because i was re-watching the, the the webcast and a number kept popping up on the webcast i didn't know how it was a zoom and it kept popping up this number on the on the you know the rewatch or whatever you want to call it the replay and i finally i just texted that number i was like i was wondering if that was the host or who it was they're like no this is so and so person i'm like i don't know why your numbers anyway long story short he's from indianapolis i'm like you know what i i wanted to branch out and look at indianapolis my brother was living in indianapolis for a while but i i hit i, I threw that pitch too late he was moving back like a week before i you know after i, I you know after i reached out to him so like you know if, if i'm looking into maybe marketing some deals in, in indianapolis would you part would you partner with me this guy all you need is boots on the ground yeah, yeah that's all you need is some boots on the ground you ready I basically said, hey, tell me where to market, what what two areas are good areas of market for good deals there, and gave me those two areas, and I said, sweet, now if I get deals, will you go up and meet and, and take pictures and all that stuff? He's like, yeah, like, sweet, we're going to try to do it virtual, so that's the same thing, Robert is, you know, my, my, my opinion has changed over this last year, especially the last six months, about being just St. Louis. And I mean, and the guy I got coming on this Monday night at uh on Monday the second of November, uh, R.J. Bates he did fifty deals of fifty states on his computer like we're doing right now. Every day he got on a thing and did all those deals across the United States. Didn't go to no house, locked up m- multiple deals, closed several deals already, right from the seat of his computer. So it sh- he showed us right in real life that you can do this. You don't need to be there as long as you got somebody there to. Be boots on the ground, but you can find it if you find a deal. Right. It was like 50, 50 states in 50 days. Yeah, 50, 50 deals in 50, 50 states, 50 days, something like that. Yeah, yeah that was like, dang. And then so many people like, oh, man, it changed their mindset. Because like, I came in the game virtual. My first right. three deals were virtual. I never met them people. I, bought, I met some buyers, but I didn't meet them sellers. I don't need to meet them. Paperwork right. <laughs> Especially on a vacant property. Can I get in it? Yep, the key in the mailbox. Great. Here's paperwork. Yep, great. Looks good. Sign here. And as long as they go to title company and sign off on whatever they need, and you don't even got to do that now. They even doing that virtual. Everything's virtual now. Yeah. Even the closing is they doing virtual notary. They're doing virtual everything, virtual reality. Put your glasses on. <laughs> it, it, it is, <laughs> so yeah, so even if you come across you come across new looks like it might be a good deal, man. You know, send them out to us, somebody, either me or Chris or Laura even or somebody. And um We'll, we'll, we'll try to work on them because I know my mindset's a lot different now. Yep. If anybody want to send me a deal that's watching or listening on the streams, Chris at WokeRealEstate.com. That's the email to send to me, Chris at WokeRealEstate.com. And uh, what you got going on on that background back there, uh, Rich? What's going on oh, yeah. with the upcoming yeah, streams? Yeah. So we got, so these are the next uh, Hooties meetings. We got November 3rd is our, our monthly, our regular monthly meeting. It's election day. That is election day, so everybody go out and vote either before or after. <laughs> Eleven thirty a.m. to one thirty p.m. virtual uh, meetup. Then November tenth, we got another one of these simulcasts at six p.m. Central Time. I, I always do this backwards. Six p.m. Central Time, November tenth. So it'll be a week after the election. We'll know the results. Maybe, maybe we'll know the results by then. And then November nineteenth, we're having another face-to-face meeting at the Hooters in Maryland Heights, six p.m. If you're a St. Louis local person or you want to just come in to hang out with us because we seem so cool, that's fine. 
November 19th, face-to-face, 6 p.m. Hooters, Maryland Heights in the St. Louis area. So that must be the third Thursday. That's the third Thursday. We're going to try to do third Thursday face-to-face meetups. Okay, cool, cool. You down with that? Come on up, buddy. You come on up. It's a third Thursday face-to-face at the p.m. That's the thing. You know, we always do those. But, you know, the first Tuesday of the month, face to face, since COVID, we've been doing it virtually. This is kind of face to face at the PM, so people can't have that excuse. I had to work during the day. So get out and meet face to face with other co-sending investors in the area. They're going to say, I can't do it. I can't be there. Excuses. I have to talk to the boss first. I know, that's right. Anything you want to add, uh, Robert, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, all right. He does good work. He does. He, I, I let him take care of all my pest problems in, in Reynolds. Not just because he's a family. He does a good job follows up. I know that's right. So, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Rich? No, just keep at it. I mean, you never know. That's the greatest thing about this, this business is every day you will learn something new if you're actually doing something. Whether you've been in it for 50 years or 50 seconds, you'll learn something new. Every phone call you make, every whatever. I mean, you're you will meet you will learn something new i know we, that's we, right we thought we put in a lowball offer that three four or five years ago i may not have been putting an offer in because the the seller out front said don't make us a lowball offer we want 50. our offer was a 30.5 and they were delightfully surprised and accepted yeah, that's right they better take it and get on right they try to do a scare tactic it's part of negotiations try to make you scared to say your number hey my number is what it is man i ain't no biggie and if you want to take these terms we can work something out now but if you want that hey i can't do nothing to save you right so that's gonna do it all right i guess we'll catch you on the next one which is election day selection day that's no right. vote and then come bring your sticker and and richard yes. gives you 10 percent off just making that's it that's right <laughs> 10% off our free membership. There you go. <laughs> all right, Rich and Robert, y'all have a great one, all right? All righty. Take, take care. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, Robert. Yep. Thanks, everybody, on, on, the, on the interwebs. On the interwebs. Give this video a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a share. And we'll see you on the other one. All right. Peace. Peace in the Middle East in the streets. And that's how we do it, family, right here. Each and every other Tuesday night, we come on with Rich Groves. If you ever want to be added to the um, actual uh, notification list, you can go to right there at the bottom of that flyer, stlviplist.com. That's where you go. If you want to get that, uh, that'll get you on if you want to come on to the stream, or I'll actually put the link up at wokerealestate.com this time. So if you want to find out more about contracts, cool gear, or the coaching, check it out wokerealestate.com that's the website to get everything you need to help you learn everything from the ruta to the tutor we'll be talking that real estate talk plus don't forget to join that free facebook group the woke real estate investing group on facebook talking about subject two talking about lease options talking about wraparound mortgages and a whole lot more come on by say hi join the free facebook group woke real estate investors on Facebook. And if you're listening on the Woke Real Estate Podcast, give us a five-star rating because we're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Amazon. There's not a one on there for that. So give us a thumbs up, give us a like, give us a share, and I will catch you on the next one. I say thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris. Cool. We'll see you on the next one.
All right. Also, if you want to be notified of the upcoming Monday shows, I almost forgot about that. All you have to do is text JV to 31996. That'll get you on the free joint venture agreement and you'll be on the notification list as well. So you'll know when we go live. Like I said, we're on this Monday, the 2nd of November with RJ Bates, the third. The following week, which is November the 9th, we're on with Miss Kayla Buys Houses, virtually knocking down deals left and right. We're going to bring her on on the 9th of November. So we'll catch you on one of those streams. If I don't see you out in these real estate streets, follow me on all social media outlets at Chris Monroe STL. That's Snapchat, that's Twitter, that's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's YouTube. Don't forget the YouTube with over 250 free real estate training videos. So do what you do, be who you be, and I'll see you before you see me. Peace. Today's broadcast is being brought to you by WokeSkipTracing.com. Look up phone numbers and email addresses with ease, with pricing as low as only 15 cents per match, not per search, per match. If there's no number or email address, you don't pay. Get accurate data in just minutes. WokeSkipTracing.com. That's WokeSkipTracing.com.